Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. One thing with the Patriots that we've heard all the time with Bill Belichick for the last two or three decades, for, for however long people listening to this have been watching the Patriots, we've yeah. always heard Belichick talk about situational football, situational football, blah, 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 right? And we, it's to the point where we mock it. We, we mock all situational <laughs> football. The Bills play like they've never heard of that term ever, Jordy, right? Like situationally. <laughs> It's a dumb team, the Bills. You can't rule out the Patriots in the AFC East. Not after that debacle by the Bills against the Vikings. Amazing game. And if you can't rule out the Pats in the AFC East, and they could win the division, don't you have to think Super Bowl? What would the Patriots have to do better in the second half to actually make a run? We'll get to that here coming up in just a little bit. But first and foremost, it's the Patriots Wire podcast. Welcome to the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined as always by my good friend Jordy McElroy. He's the managing editor of USA Today's Patriots Wire. Nice and refreshed after the bye week, I'm hoping. Jordy, how are you, my man? Doing good, man. It was nice to get a little break in there, you know, see see the Buffalo Bills get get power bombed through a big old flaming table Woo. by the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Patriots back in. Let's go. Yeah, some some awesome games this week. And it was a it was a fun week as a Patriots fan. I think, Jordy, there's three potential outcomes of a bye week, right? You can lose the bye week. And we saw that, I think, you know, a couple weeks ago, the Giants, they had a starting safety. His name's Xavier McKinney. I'm sure Patriots fans yep. saw the headlines of this. Xavier McKinney, bye week for the Giants. They were 6-2. and two. Now they're 7-2. and two. They were 6-2 and two at the time yeah. on the bye. Xavier McKinney goes to Cabo on vacation. I didn't know guys went on vacation, like, out of the country during the bye <laughs> week, Jordy, but apparently the Giants do. <laughs> Xavier McKinney goes to Cabo. He's riding an ATV around, gets in an accident breaks his hand and he might be out for the season or they're starting safety. So, you know, and they're, they're trying to go to the playoffs over there. They're seven and two. So you can lose the bye week. The giants did, and you can nothing the bye week, right? You can have a week where nothing really happens. The needle doesn't move. You might get a little healthy, but there's no headlines, nothing to talk about. That could be a good sign. You could also win the bye week, right? Like all kinds of things fall your way when you're sitting there on your couch, watching the other games and you're like, Ooh, this is good for us. Which outcome do you think closely, resembles the reality for the Patriots entering week 11 out of their bye week. I kind of feel like it was kind of a win when you look at some of the results around the league. Well, I can, I can assure you no Patriots players are riding any ATVs um, anywhere, going on any type of a vacation. Yeah, Could you on. imagine what Bill Belichick would, how, how he would react come if on, that was Brian one of Dayball. his players? Yeah, Dayball, you got to tighten it up. <laughs> but yeah, this was, this was obviously a, a win week for the Patriots. Is so much, so much kind of falling in their favor. Obviously, with the Chargers losing, and then, and then you have the the Bills taking a big loss there, and the Patriots suddenly they find themselves back in the playoff picture. Um, it, well, actually, for the very first time this season, so it's it's kind of real, man. You know, you you start the season off thinking this Patriots team was was not going to be any good. Like I remember what everyone was saying during the during the all season and you know in the in the training camp practices and how bad the team looked and would you ever think that here we are sitting getting ready to head into the second half stretch of the season and the Patriots are like legitimately playoff contenders. Like what's happening right now? It's great. It is great. It's cool and that's that's where I want to begin. It's like, yeah. 
uh, how real is this, right? I mean, I agree with you. I didn't think I didn't have any expectations for the team this year at all, Jordy. I didn't, you know, they were, they, they <laughs> was terrible in the summer. We're going through all these changes on the offense. It was looking bad. They started one and three. Mac Jones got hurt and it just didn't, I had zero expectations, zero. Um, and, and now here we are. I mean, in terms of the division, the Patriots entered the bye week. They were kind of in the waiting room, right? In the division and you're in fourth place, but you're five and four. You're game back in the win column. So the door, the door was kind of ajar, right? They were still kind of in it, but you looked at teams like the Dolphins and the Bills, and you're like, I don't know. They're, I don't know if they're sniffing those teams. But now you come mm-hmm. out of it, and you're literally with the, with like you said, the Bills blowing that huge. What was it? Seventeen points late in the third quarter. They blew that lead to the yeah. Vikings. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit more here coming up. But the Bills blow that lead to the Vikings. Now they've lost two straight, and now you have the Jets at home coming out of your bye. And you win that game, you go to six and four, and you're like, you're not in the waiting room anymore. You're at the table. You're at the table in the division with a real chance to win the division this year, which I didn't think there was any chance in hell. I don't, I don't know if I'm picking them. I kind of like the Dolphins right now. I think the Dolphins might be the team. <laughs> they're but good. They're good. They're good. And they were good on paper coming in, and now it's coming together. It's like, ooh, that team's a little scary. But the Patriots are there. They're in the conversation, at least, Jordy. That's kind of that's kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely in the conversation. I mean, like, like you said, they beat the Jets. All of a sudden, you're six and four, and then you're getting ready to head into obviously Minnesota for that Thanksgiving night game. And that's, in my opinion, we talked about it last week. That's a winnable game. It just really is. You know, I mean, I, you you give the the Vikings all types of credit, and they're an incredible team as they proved over the weekend. But obviously, you know, with Kirk Cousins and everything, he could turn into bad Kirk and start throwing some interceptions. And I just I have a feeling that that's a winnable game as well. And I don't want to think too far ahead. Obviously, the Patriots they have to take care of business at home against the New York Jets, and that's a and it's not going to be any easy task by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah, they could be sitting at six and four and then you go on Thanksgiving and possibly seven and four. It's the possibilities real. I mean, this is the the Patriots have a legitimate shot to win a division and, and find their way into the playoffs. It's still a long shot in my view. I'm not, I'm not over here ready to necessarily pick them just yet, but it is possible for sure. Yeah, me either. But, if you win your division and you have home playoff games and you have a, a defense that is championship caliber, as you've been saying all mm-hmm. season, Jordy, then you start thinking about the Super Bowl. And, and we will do that yep. here coming up a little bit later in the in the show. The case for and against the Patriots to win the Super Bowl this season. We're going to do that here coming up. But uh, I wanted to get your take on this, Jordy, just going off these games a little bit more here that we were watching from our couch uh, last weekend. Which team changed your opinion more in terms of in the division? The Dolphins or the Bills, based on what you saw, um, what have, has your opinion changed on either of those two teams? My opinion, honestly, it hasn't really changed because I always, obviously, I saw those two teams as the basically the top teams in the two of the top teams in the AFC entirely. Like I, I always saw the Dolphins as a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I saw the Bills as a Super Bowl contender, obviously with Josh Allen over there. Now, now to be fair, I don't, I don't think many of us thought Tua, Tua would be as good as he is. You know how he's how he's come out this year. It's been absolutely incredible. 
but yeah, that that Dolphins team, they're for real, and I've always thought that they were going to be a be a be a really good team and be a force in that division. I still think the Bills are are the best team in the division. Obviously, they they haven't played well, and you know Josh Allen, he's he has really struggled over the last three games. You know he's thrown his he's thrown nearly as many interceptions in his last three games as Mac Jones has thrown all season, which is crazy. They're, they're turning it over like crazy. They are. I mean, and, you know, Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the NFL. So he's obviously kind of going through a little a little funk right now. But, I mean, the, the guy's so talented. I, I expect him to, to get it together and, and for them to figure some things out. But to be fair as well, you know, an argument, a counter argument to that is the fact that that team's dealing with a lot of injuries over there too. And, you know, those struggles are real. He's, he's feeling some heat. You know, the offensive line's struggling over there a bit as well too. It's – the, the the Dolphins are the one team in that division that I could that I could see knocking them off potentially. So I mean, I, I have both of those teams kind of fifty fifty, kind of neck and neck. I would still take the Bills if if you were to force me to choose. So so for me, it's still the exact same way that we talked about last week. I have you know the the Bills, Dolphins. I think the I think the Jets are going to kind of fall out of there. So I have Bills, Dolphins, Patriots. And jet, so still, still the same, still the same. Still see Bills and Dolphins as your Super Bowl contenders, and obviously the Patriots are kind of that wild card contender there. They, they could sneak into the playoffs with the Jets, obviously falling completely out at some point this season. Yeah, I like that. I'm not ready to take the Pats over Miami or the Bills either, and I've been super high on Miami all season. I I just loved all the talent they added this off season. I'm like, I don't yeah. know if it's going to work with the new goofy coach and and Tua and all that. And it's 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 working. It's working. They look it good. Is. They looked really good this past week. But so I've been high on the, the Dolphins all season. I've liked them. I just haven't really believed in them yet. I'm getting there. The Bills, I believed in. Right. Like they handed yeah. the Patriots their lunch last year. Right. The Bills embarrassed the <laughs> Patriots in back to back games where we didn't even make them punt in both of those games. <laughs> right. So the, the last game of the regular season, like late in the regular season and then the playoff game, the Patriots could not make Bring them punt. Bad memory. I know it was brutal. So I've actually, I've almost been rooting for the Bills a little bit, right? Like, I like Josh Allen. I like the story, how they haven't won one yet. And they're trying to get there. And we've all been there as Boston sports fans. The Patriots hadn't won in forever when they won theirs in 2020, uh, 2001. I'm sorry. The Red Sox. I mean, rooting for them to to win the World Series when I was in college. That first one, that the, you know, the just the plight to get there, Jordy, was so fun yeah. and agonizing year after year. You get so close, you lose. It, it's the worst thing ever. Then you try again. The next, I mean, that's fun. So I've been kind of rooting for the Bills a little bit. I've been high on them. I believe I I've, I've thought they were going to win the Super Bowl in August. I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, at, you know, heading into their bye week. Now, after they've lost to the, the Jets and Vikings, I'm not completely <laughs> off the bandwagon, but my, my feelings have changed. I mean, one thing with the Patriots that we've heard all the time with Bill Belichick for the last two or three decades for, for however long people listening to this have been watching the Patriots. We've yeah. always heard Belichick talk about situational football, situational football, blah, blah, blah. Right. And we, it's to the point where we mock it. We, we mock all situational <laughs> football. The bills play like they've never heard of that term ever. Jordy, right? Like situationally, <laughs> it's a dumb team. The bills, they're oozing with talent. Stefan Diggs is ridiculous. Josh Allen is amazing. I, I'm not sure if there's another quarterback in football. I'd want than Josh Allen. I love him that much. But it's a dumb team, right? Once when they're not blowing teams out and they get into these tight games, they can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. So, like, if the Patriots can get into one of those games with them, I don't know. I think all bets are off. I 
I had the Patriots losing both game to, games to the Bills, even at home. Uh, you know, I was talking to Bills Wire editor Nick Woten, and I'm like, no. He was like, oh, you know, the Bills might lose in Foxborough. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not happening, Nick. <laughs> I'm not so sure, though, Jordy. Now, I think my opinion has changed a little bit. I'm, I don't believe in the Bills as much as I did going into their bye week after these losses to the Jets and Vikings. Uh, maybe I'm overreacting, but I just see them at the end of these games fumbling a snap in the end zone. The fourth and 18 play, to that, that amazing catch by Jefferson. The Bills, I think that's a rookie corner for them, Elam. I think it was. Uh-huh. He's trying to intercept it. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You know, they're just not coached well in those situations. They don't know what to do in those, in those key moments. And Belichick just might have his guys ready to go in those moments if the Patriots can get them in a close game. So I'm not writing the Patriots off. I think the Patriots could pick the Bills off at least one of those two games this year now. Well, and then obviously the Jets. I mean, the Jets handed the Bills a loss in their home stadium. So, I mean, you start getting into some of these divisional games, and they're always tough. It's, you know, there's no foregone conclusion that the Bills are just going to wipe the Patriots off the face of the map in both right, games. Right, there it is. Even though That's they, it. Yeah, I mean, so they're, they're going to be tough games. The Patriots are going to play them tough. And, you know, kind of kind of back to what I was saying, Let's. what if the Patriots somehow get past the Jets and then they beat the Vikings and then they beat the Bills and, oh, my goodness, the conversations we would be having if the Patriots were sitting there at 8-4. and four. I know I'm just dreaming a bit, but, man, how crazy would that be? It'd be crazy, and it's it's like – it's becoming less of a dream, and it's getting more realistic by the week. So the case for and against the Patriots to actually make a Super Bowl run this year. We're going to dive into that question here coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's set our fantasy lineups with the huddle.com. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. interesting. Roy Benini with the huddle.com here to bring you strong plays for week number 11. New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones versus the Detroit Lions. Jones isn't an option for the faint of heart. He has 20 or more fantasy points in two of the last three games, but just 10.8 sandwiched in between. Jones' role has been mostly that of a game manager in 2022, and he's thrown zero touchdown passes in four of nine contests. This week, trust him versus Detroit's laughable defense of the position. No team has given up more fantasy points on the year, and much of the success is due to four rushing touchdowns allowed. This profiles well for a gamble on Jones in a week in which three viable starting quarterbacks are on by. Running back Isaiah Pacheco at Los Angeles Chargers. We saw him take over the backfield last week with 16 carries, but he has no role as a receiver, which makes him a risky play when facing a tough ground matchup. Luckily, this isn't one of them. LA has allowed the second most rushing yards per game since week 5, and a touchdown every 22 attempts is the seventh highest frequency. Barring something freaky happening, the rookie should be a strong fantasy play as LA looks to contend with all of the weapons in KC's powerful offense. Wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones at Buffalo Bills. He has quietly emerged as one of the best PPR number 3 receiving options in fantasy over the last six weeks. Peoples-Jones has logged at least nine PPR points in three of those contests, and he has more than 11 fantasy points in four straight. It's fair to assume that the attention paid to Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper will work in concert with a likely pass-heavy script from Cleveland to get Peoples-Jones into double figures yet again. Don't be scared off by the name of Buffalo. This defense has yielded the fourth most yards per game to wide receivers since week five, and only five defenses have allowed receivers to score at a higher clip. New York Jets tight end Tyler Conklin at New England. In the Week 8 Patriots win, Conklin racked up a pair of touchdowns on six catches for 79 yards. New England has struggled to contain the position all year, and it shouldn't come as a surprise if Conklin once again finds the end zone. Even still, Conklin is a fringe fantasy play in most formats, but deserves a lineup spot for those desperate to wager on another touchdown. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out The Huddle. 
sportsbook.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with the huddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at typical sportsbook. For a limited time, new typical sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typical.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back continuing this conversation. And Jordy, let's start with the case for the Patriots to actually make a run and win the Super Bowl this year. What would have to fall into place for that to happen? Let's just talk through this a little bit. And I think number one, the quarterback, right? Number one, I don't think we could just rely on the defense to get you there and the special teams of Nick Folk, right? I think Mac Jones, not Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones (laughs) would have to take the leap we were all hoping for this season, right? We would have to see everything come together for the quarterback. Whatever's, whatever's not working with him and Joe judge or Matt Patricia or Belichick or whatever, whatever's just not quite right. They have to figure it out here. And hopefully, I don't know if the bye week was enough time, right? But over these next couple of games, we need to see him take the leap and look like the ascending first round, you know, talent that we thought we had going into the off season. Well, I'm glad you said not Bailey Zappi because we don't want to get all up into the co- the quarterback controversy no, stuff no, no. again. So yeah, so that's that's number one. Like we, we we've got to stop that. We've we've got to pick a guy and go with the guy. No more musical chairs at quarterback. Okay, so that's that's a wrap. So yeah, obviously you know Mac Jones Mac Jones has to be the guy. You know he he really he has to take a leap. And he he has to keep playing mistake free football. No more inter. Uh, well, obviously he's going to throw some interceptions, but we just we we gotta we gotta cut down on that stuff. You know, it would be nice if he could find a hot tub time machine somewhere and just kind of get back to where he was last season. Yes. I don't know if that's possible, but it would be great. But he he's he's going to have to have that moment where he just kind of steps forward as as that guy and he starts making plays. Um, they can only win the way that they're winning like this for so long. As great as that defense is. You're going to run into some tough teams that are going to put points on the board. You saw what happened when they went against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson was out there pulling an old school Michael Vick on him, just kind of running all over, all over the field, all over him. And, you know, I probably shouldn't even compare Lamar to Michael Vick. Lamar is, is his own guy at this point. But, you know, obviously that and, you know, the offensive line, man, they've got to, they've got to play better. They've got to stop playing like they're the beneficiary, beneficiaries of like a $1 million life insurance policy on their quarterback. Like that's just, they've got to protect their guy. They've got to keep Mac upright. They've got to give him a chance to throw the ball. And obviously that comes, comes down to play calling as well with Matt Patricia. You know, we got to do a way better job of coaching these guys up and just, just got to be better all around offensively. If that offense can take, 
just a little step. And this is the most frustrating part about the Patriots because you look at that defense and you're like, my God, this is a Super Bowl contending defense. Like, they're they're that good right now. You know, they can defend on the back. And then, obviously, you have Judon and Wise and company put, putting that heat on the, on the quarterback up front, putting pressure on guys. And, like, they're, they're built to win a championship. But that offense has to take at least a little step forward. Even in Tom Brady's early days, when they were winning with the defense being as great as it was, what were they doing? They weren't, they weren't making the stupid mistakes. They weren't turning the ball over. They weren't committing all these stupid penalties. That's why they were a Super Bowl team. So nobody's saying Mac Jones needs to come out and, you know, morph into the second coming of Tom Brady here. He just needs to be that guy that comes in, Makes makes the, makes the plays he needs to make. Don't make the do not lose the game for the Patriots. That's the most important thing. You don't have to win the game for them. Just don't lose the game for them. Give them a chance to win these close tight games, and and who knows what could happen down the stretch. We just talked about the Bills struggling, and you know all these other AFC East teams. It, it, the Patriots could legitimately beat. They almost beat the Dolphins to open up the season. So so yeah, I mean those are. There's a legitimate path there. Obviously, it's it's still a long path in my mind. But yeah, the possibilities there. I mean, we wouldn't even be talking about a possibility, or at least I didn't think we'd be talking about a possibility before the season began. And here we are. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy time to be watching the NFL. Like the Washington Commanders beat the Eagles <laughs> last night on the road Monday night by double digits. So who picked that thing? You know what I mean? Like you just don't you don't know what's coming. And it's so fun. And yeah, I was nodding along with your commentary there on Mac Jones. And I, and I agree. I love the way you put it. It was very simple, but perfect. It's like he's got to make plays like Mac Jones isn't making enough plays. Right. Make plays on third downs. Yep. Like do like yep. you just got to in the moments where we need a play. We need Mac to come up and make that make that play step forward, not just do enough to get us in the field goal range. We need more uh, than that. And the offense needs to start converting third downs. That, that's one of them on my list for, on, in the case for them to actually become a Super Bowl contender this year, Jordy. Through 10 weeks, they're 21st in the NFL at 39.13% uh, on converting third downs. Not good enough. Ooh. They got to hold the football longer. They got to sustain drives, and they got to they gotta score. They got to score um, in the red zone, right? Through 10 weeks, they're 28th in the NFL at 46.15% in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns, and that's awful. Anytime you're below 50% in the red zone scoring touchdowns, that's horrible. And again, they're 46.15%. So you got to convert third downs, you got to score in the red zone. Th- those are two simple ways. If they can fi- find a way to improve that, they will be exponentially better on offense. And I think it starts yeah. with the quarterback, right? The quarterback can get you there. I also think, and, and you mentioned the offensive line, so I won't even go there. This is another thing on my list. They need a third piece to emerge on offense, right? It can't just be Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson. They uh-huh. need another piece, right? Who is it? Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, Hunter Henry? Like, who is it? Who, who's going to be the guy? They need somebody to step up, some X factor to step up and become like a, a weapon that helps Mac Jones make, the, make those plays, right? Someone needs to emerge because um, I just think eventually you can't just be relying on the running back and Jacoby Myers. Somebody else has to be a consistent threat for them. And I'm trying to figure out who it's going to be. I would love for it to be yeah. Tyquan Thornton. <laughs> I don't know if it will be. It might be too soon. But I think they need a third piece on offense too, Jordy, to get there. Like you said, who knows who it's going to be? It would be awesome if it's Tyquan Thornton. He seems like he's kind of there. He seems like he's close. I mean, he's a guy that, that, that tends to find his way open, really quick feet, real fast, you know, getting in and out of his routes. And, but he's, he's still a rookie and he missed so much time. You're, you're, 
you just kind of left wondering, like, will this be that year for him that he breaks out? So obviously for me, I start to turn and I look towards a guy like a like a Devontae Parker, who's who was thankfully back on the practice field yesterday. That was one of the 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 big stories and what's kind of been a quiet quiet week coming off the bye week um, or whatnot for the Patriots and having a guy like that back who's, who's shown some flashes and the ability to make some plays. He looked like he's, you know, slowly kind of, kind of becoming more comfortable in that offense. And you're hoping he can maybe be that down the field threat. They can kind of, they can kind of threat defenses a little bit. It's tough right now. The Patriots, their receiving core just, it isn't the best. I mean, they're, they're good. They have a lot of good players there, but they don't have any standout great players there. We talk about this all the time. You know, who's that guy? And obviously Jacoby Myers is, He's amazing. He he's he's been fantastic in the slot. But you still you need that you need that burner, that guy the guy that can go on the outside and at least threaten defenses. Or even if he can't go on the outside, it's another reliable receiver that can make plays. I mean Jacoby Myers is running laps around the entire receiving core right now. And then you got Ramondre Stevenson who's came out of nowhere, who in my opinion, I would probably qualify as probably their second best receiver at this point, and he's a running back. Uh, but yeah, they, they can be better and you, you you hope you hope somebody catches on and somebody starts to make plays. I'd like to see the tight ends get more involved, right? I mean, Definitely. those are yeah. You're paying Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith all this money, and these guys are coming over, and they're just you're not you you're not utilizing them. We're not getting them involved. I, like I love seeing Johnny involved more in the in those in those little those little bubble screen plays and everything just to get the ball in his hands you know get him in space get the ball in his hands let him make some, let him make some plays I mean this you got to get those guys more involved and utilize those guys a little more it's just kind of strange because especially Hunter Henry he was so involved in the offense last year and he he's just kind of disappeared so it's not like the Patriots don't have guys that can't make plays you know this all comes back on it comes Offensive line, they've got to hold up, and obviously Matt Patricia, he's got to he's got to get better with the play calling, give his team some opportunities to make plays, and then hopefully Matt Jones kind of settles in like he was last season under Josh McDaniels. He just he seemed like just a more comfortable quarterback in the pocket playing with that team, and this year he just he just doesn't really look comfortable. He hasn't looked comfortable all season. It's just like they're kind of figuring things out on the fly, and that's. That's where interceptions come from. That's where that's where where the mistakes come from. And so it's it, it's a lot going against the Patriots. It really is. And you know, it, you're just you're just hoping they can figure it out here in the second stretch, a second tough stretch that is of this season. The play calling is another one we could add on there uh, because you know what routes are you calling, Matt Patricia, in in certain situations, right? And sometimes I'm seeing all kinds of stuff out there, and and you know people breaking stuff down, film or whatever which is above my pay grade, Jordy. I don't break down the L22. I rely on other people's uh, work for that. Uh, but, you know, you see some of the routes out there and just the scheme and some of the, you know, the timing in which some plays are called and it makes you scratch your head. And maybe it's time for Belichick to to step in and, and at least help out more with the play calling and maybe have more of an influence there. We might start seeing that coming out of the bye week. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely fine. It's, it's spacing issues too. So it's like you got guys just kind of getting jumbled up in routes and it's just... There's nowhere for Mac to go with the ball at times. I mean, I, I know how 
how easy it is to just point the finger and blame the quarterback, right? Because he's the, he's the guy under the cent, under center, and when you don't see him, you know, hooking up on a play or anything, it's like, yeah, it's automatically the quarterback's fault. But, I mean, when guys aren't open, what are you supposed to do? I mean, there's nowhere to go with the football at times. Not sitting here trying to say Mac is, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong here. He's not struggling as well. But, you know, when you're not trusting guys to get open and guys aren't getting open, it's just it's a big problem that just it just keeps on happening. And you just hope, hopefully over the bye week they were able to kind of smooth some things over. Mac brought that up at a press conference heading into the bye week about the space and about him needing to get to, through his progressions better. Obvious things that we can all see through watching film that needs to change and it needs to get better with the team. So they know what they need to fix, and we're just we're hope we're hopeful that they went into the bye week and you know they worked on these things and they come out better for it on the other end. There's a lot there. A lot on that plate, Jordy. There's a lot of lots to, lot to chew on there for the Patriots to get to to a Super Bowl this year. A lot that has to go right. Uh, let's now flip the switch uh, because we could talk about that all day long. I could talk about I could complain about Jonu Smith. You needing to actually draw plays up specifically for him, and you can't get him anything in the flow of the offense. And Hunter Henry, you know, we we're talking about the the struggles in the red zone. Hunter Henry disappearing. He was a red zone threat yep. last year. Where is he? We could we could do this all day. So let's flip the switch. <laughs> Let's do the case against the Patriots to win the Super Bowl, right? So th- so here's the case against, like, for the same thing as last year, where they start climbing towards the top of the conference and then they fall apart. Uh, I think, number one, Mac just doesn't get there, right? So it's the, it's the flip side mm-hmm. of what we were talking about with the quarterback. He's got Joe Judge just yapping in his ear, and he's like, get the hell away from me, dude. What are you talking about? Get, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Joe Judge ruins him. The offensive line, as you mentioned earlier, they just can't get it right. And maybe it's, it has something to do with Matt Patricia doubling down as the offensive play caller and O-line coach. Maybe that just ends up not working uh, and they can't coax Dante Skarnecki uh, out of retirement again or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> and here's the number one thing that I'm worried about. And I think this is a real worry. As the schedule starts to stiffen here, and it, and it will, right? We're going to be seeing a lot better competition, a lot better opposing quarterbacks than we've seen. Yeah. The Patriots defense gets kind of exposed, right? And maybe we start seeing the slow inside linebackers and and teams like the bills exploiting that or too much youth at corner that comes back to bite us, or it just kind of falls apart on the defensive side of the football. It doesn't look as good as it did in the first half. When you start facing these teams like the bills, Vikings, Bengals, and offense uh, and, and the dolphins, I'm sorry, that have just explosive, awesome offenses. Right. And it just doesn't look the same as it did against you know, the Lions and the Browns and the Jets and the Bears and whatever. Go down the list. The page the Colts. The Patriots have not exactly played like the murderer's row on offense here. So maybe it's uh it's a flash. You know what I mean? It's a flash in the pan and we're not seeing the real product. I don't believe that. I'm holding out hope that the Patriots do have a legit Super Bowl caliber defense and they can shut down these these quarterbacks and these offenses, but we have to see it first, right? So I think that's part of the case against them to make a run is maybe the schedule getting tougher kind of shows their true colors a little bit as a full team and they, and they fall back. Or maybe, or maybe you could talk Josh McDaniels and uh, well, not McDaniels, but obviously the Raiders in the fire and Josh McDaniels and then send him back to New England. That could help. That could help. I'd be, I'd be on board. Yeah, that, just that not as a head help, coach, Jordan. Seems, just not as a head coach. Just it's assistant something. Definitely not as a head coach. Definitely not as a head coach. Uh, 
but obviously the Raiders are they they plan on keeping him over there for at least for at least the time being. So we'll keep our eye on that one. But I mean, you touched on some great some great points. Obviously, as usual, you know, it's all about Mac Jones, and he might not he might not develop into that 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 good quarterback that the Patriots need him to be. You know, right now, like 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 they they need him right now um, in his second year at quarterback and. It's just there's a lot going against them. We keep bringing up the offensive line struggles or whatnot, and this the the whole flow of the offense. I mean, Matt Patricia, he's not going to morph into an offense, a great offensive coordinator overnight. It's just it's not going to happen. I mean, so we're just we're just hoping that they can make enough plays offensively so they don't ruin it for the defense. But kind of what you what you were alluding to a second ago as well. You start to run it. You start to run into some of some of these tougher teams, right? And it's just it's going to be harder for the defense to hold up. I mean, we've seen some great defensive performances from this team so far this season. Obviously, you know, you're not going to be playing against Sam Ellinger at quarterback with no offensive coordinator with the Indianapolis Colts and the mess that they are. You're not going to be playing against that this week or Hell, any other week coming up, it's, it, there's nothing but good teams ahead. Obviously, you get to run into the Raiders, so that might be a be, be an easy win there, hopefully. But you know, it's the Jets are a great defensive team, and then after them, you run into the Minnesota Vikings, who just knocked off the Bills, and they've only lost one game this season. That team is loaded with offensive playmakers. So, I mean, do you do you foresee the Patriots holding them to three points? Yeah, I don't think so. So. There's going to come a time and a place where Mac Jones and company, they're going to have to put points on the board. And I'm not talking like – I'm not talking 17, 20 points. We're talking there might be games where they, they legitimately need 28-plus points, maybe 30 points to win football games. I mean, can they do that? Can their offense do that? And it, it possibly I – don't, I don't know. Like, that's going to be the big question, the big case against them. You know, we've seen them – we've seen them play tough teams – like really talented teams, tough, right? They played the Baltimore Ravens, tough. They lost that game, but they played them tough. Miami Dolphins, they played those guys tough. They still lost the game and only scored seven points because of a lot of boneheaded mistakes, but they played them tough. You know, they played the Packers tough. So that would be the only hope heading on down the stretch that some of those tough games that they had end up turning into wins. But it's just it's a brutal it's a brutal second half of the season. You still got to see Josh Allen and the Bills twice. You got to see the Dolphins as well once. And you know we we've been talking I guess over the last few weeks about the Patriots defensive playmakers kind of struggling against those those quarterbacks on the move. And you know you, you run into Josh Allen twice there and a Tua. It, those quarterbacks can do a lot of those things. And then obviously the Cardinals. That's a, that's another scary game. You're going on the road against the Kyler Murray who can move. And kind of maybe maybe force those inside linebackers to to freeze up and have a lot of trouble in those games. So there's definitely a lot going against the Patriots. It's, it's going to be tough. It's just it's all going to fall back on Mac Jones and that offense. Can they can they make it? Can they make that next step? Can they make plays? Uh, can the offensive line hold up? You get David Andrews back hopefully, and maybe things settle on in there. But there's a there's a lot of question marks facing this Patriots team, but you know what? I'll take them because I didn't expect them to be in this position to begin with. I thought this would be more of a rebuilding year, so I'll take it. I mean, this is this is great, man. Let's go. I'm with you, man. It feels a lot like last year where expectations were low, <laughs> and then you look up, and you're like, holy crap, Like we're in first place in the conference? That was last year, right? right? Like, out of nowhere. Yep. And uh, you, know, you win a bunch of games, and 
The Patriots are on that kind of run right now. They've won four of five. They're riding high. The Jets are kind of riding high as well because they beat the Bills right before their own bye week. Both teams coming out of a bye. So who do you trust more, right? Belichick and the Patriots at home or Robert Sala and Zach Wilson? I have a feeling I know where Jordy's going with that one, but we'll do it right after this. All right, we're getting our odds, of course, from the typical sports book. The Patriots favored by three points in this rematch against the Jets. Kind of a funny schedule quirk there, Jordy, with us seeing the Jets uh, so soon again. Feels like we just played them. Uh, and it's also another little scheduling quirk where both teams are coming out of the bye. So usually that's an advantage, but it's an advantage for both teams. And as I said, both teams are probably feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, the Patriots, it feels like the sky is falling with the Patriots, but they're five and four. As we've been saying, they're right in the division. They've won four of five. It's like they're on this like w- little winning streak and everybody feels like, you know, the sky is falling and they suck. It's like, huh, I, I mean, I do too. It's like, God, we've won four or five. What? You look at the schedule. It's like, holy crap. Uh, and again, the Jets beat the Bills right before their bye week. So they got to be feeling good. And now they're obviously going to want to try to get some revenge against the Patriots, a team that's had their number. Um, you know, what are the chances that the Jets come out like a bear? Um, and, you know, by that, Jordy, I mean, the Jets come out like the Chicago Bears did in that horrible <laughs> Monday night game uh, last month in Foxborough, right? What are the chances the Jets come out like a bear and Robert Sala and Zach Wilson you know, figure it out and make Bill Belichick look like a fool. Like Matt Eberflus and the Bears did, you know, a few weeks ago. Like, what are are the chances that happens? I mean, they could come out like a bear. You look at that defense. That defense is for real, man. I mean, they they got some guys they can get after the quarterback and they can cause some Cause some problems on the no uh, along the offensive front for the Patriots. No I mean, we, yep. uh, I've talked about for the last couple of weeks or, or whatnot with Coach Strange there, you know, struggling against against Queen and Williams, um, who's an unbelievable uh, defensive lineman there who can blow up the backfield. So that's going to be a real problem for the Patriots coming into this game, and it's just something to kind of keep an eye on. And obviously, Zach Wilson in that offense, they have some talent over there as well. But then again, it's, you know, you talked about them coming out looking like a bear. Uh, I would make the argument they're probably much more likely to come out looking like a cub <laughs> because this is just what happens whenever the whenever the Jets play the Patriots, right? I mean, this they talk about they're, they're hyping this up as some big revenge game and some big get back for them. And and obviously, I don't see them being any more motivated this week than they were when they played him the first time, you know, the, the, the Patriots had had their number heading into, heading, heading into East Rutherford there. And they, they'd already had their number. So that was the game where the Jets were kind of pounding their chest talking about, you know, we're going to show the Patriots. Now things have changed here. We're not the same old Jets and they play the Patriots and they kind of look like the same old Jets. It's just, there's something about, there's something about playing these Bill Belichick teams. I'm telling you, or Zach Wilson just struggles. I mean, the quarterback goes from looking like Zach Wilson to Owen Wilson, the quarterback with facing the Patriots defense for some reason. And I don't know what it is, but they can dial up the pressure. They can put some heat on Zach Wilson. And and he has not been good under pressure, but obviously neither has Mac Jones on the other side of, on the other side as well. So I think this game is going to be more competitive on the offensive side of things for some reason. And no, I don't have the analytics to back that up because the analytics will tell you will, will tell you to go in the completely opposite direction there. But I don't know. It's a gut feeling. I just I feel like having that having the break. Both of these teams coming off the bye week. I think both teams are right with a little confidence. I just I have that strange gut feeling that they're going to put a little bit more points on the board here. So. I, I'm I'm t- I'm taking the Patriots twenty eight to four, 
Oh, because I still think the Jets are ultimately they're going to jet up 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 and up against New England like they always do. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Patriots. Nothing to see here. Same old, same old. Patriots beat the Jets. What was that score? Oh, 28-14? Is that what you said? 28-24. Oh, 28-24. Yeah, 28-24. That's an interesting score. Uh, that's an interesting score because I'm looking at the total. Now, I know the Patriots are favored by three. Uh, like we said, the total is 38 and a half. So uh-huh. one of the lowest totals on the board, Jordy, because... They're expecting this game to be played in the teens because it's defense versus defense. Again, Jets defense, excellent. I agree with you 100%. They're scary. And they made the Bills look like a peewee team in that second half of that game a couple weeks ago. I mean, (laughs) the Bills could not do anything in the second half against the Jets. And the Jets just controlled the clock with their run game. It was pretty impressive the way way they finished that game against the Bills. Yeah, I got to give the Jets some credit on that. You look in this first meeting, the Patriots really... They shut down that. I think the Jets need that ground game. They need that. And the Patriots took it away in the first meeting. I think the plan was make Wilson beat you, right? The Jets, Uh 51 rush yards on 15 attempts. That's it. No touchdowns in that first game. And Belichick put it on Wilson, and Wilson did throw for 355 yards, but he also lost the game for the Jets by throwing those three interceptions. So, I mean, just a non-factor in the run game. Uh, So if the Patriots do that again, put the game on Wilson, how does that look? Probably advantage Patriots if they can pull that off again. I'm with you, though. I don't know if I want to bet the spread. I want to bet the total. I want to bet the over. 38 and a half uh-huh. is a low number, and I get it. I get why it's that low. Uh, and believe me, we I ranted and you ranted, Jordy, about all the Nick Folk field goals last week. I think we did a whole segment on the, <laughs> the Nick Folk freaking field goals. He took nine of them in the last two weeks, the last two games they've had. It's ridiculous. And I gave you the red zone numbers. Not good for the Patriots. I get why the total's that low. But don't you just feel there's going to be something here. Uh, both teams coming off a of bye, Jordy. Some weird plays, maybe some trick plays, something. There's got, they're going to have something for each other. They just played a couple weeks ago. There's yep. going to be they're going to have some wrinkles, man. They're, we're going to see something. I don't know what it is, but I think there could be some sneaky points that you don't account for. So I think my bet on this game is the over. I, I like the over 38 and a half. I know you you must love it because you have both teams in the 20s. So that's an easy I over did. for you. Uh, but yeah, I just expect something. I mean, again, they played too. They played too soon, right? It was like so short of a, a time span between games. Sorry, I'm trying to spit that out. <laughs> they just saw each other. They both go on a bye week. It's not like you're just going to line it up and just roll it back out there and say, "All right, let's see, let's do what we do again." No, 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 no. These teams are going to have wrinkles for each other. It's not going to be like completely different game plans, but there's going to be wrinkles, and I think there could be some wrinkles that put some extra points on the board, Jordy. Give me the over 38 and a half. That's my bet in this game. I completely agree. I mean, like, it's it's rarely the two teams are going to play each other back, you know, this close together and not necessarily back-to-back, but you have the one game in between it, and you're going to see the exact same football game. I mean, they're going to come out here, and I completely agree with you. They're, they're going to have some wrinkles for one another. I mean, they, they just saw each other. So I expect I expect the offenses to, to play a little better. Zach, Zach Wilson – yeah, he he might he might be struggling against Patriots defenses for some reason, but I expect him to have a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more fire headed to this game and for him to make some plays. But I, I still I still think at the end of the day, I expect Mac Jones to to sort of figure it out. I think David Andrews, at least we're knocking on wood here, and he's back in practice. And I I feel like if he's back in practice, obviously he cleared. 
concussion protocol. He should be close to it. Huge. Yeah. So I mean, so so you you would hope that he's back on the field as well. Having him back there inserted in the center with you know the the, the youngster Cole Strange over there. I expect the communication to be much better on the offensive front, and I expect the offense to. To, to just to just play an overall better game than they did in the first meeting, and yeah, I'm sticking with it. 28 to 24, high scoring game there between the Patriots and the Jets with two winning records. Who would have thought? I like it. I like it. I, I don't know. I my gut tells me Patriots win, and it's a little bit more higher scoring than people think. So I'm I'm right with you, Jordy. I did not I did not know your prediction coming into the podcast, but I'm I'm with you. Uh, and that means that it's going to be nine to six Jets, right? That'll be the final. The Jets will win nine to six. It'll be only field goals. That's what that's what'll happen. But no, nah, I mean, I don't know why I feel confident in this game. I think it's just because both teams have a bye week. Patriots at home. Who do I trust more? Yeah, who do I trust more to come up with the plan? Do I do I trust that Robert Sala and Zach Wilson? They spend the whole bye week in the lab cooking up some grand thing that's going to fool Belichick and the Patriots. I just don't see that coming. I just don't. I don't. I don't trust that they have that in them yet. Maybe they do. Maybe they'll surprise me. Uh, but I just don't. I don't trust them to cook something up. I think my bets on the Patriots and and uh, Belichick and those coaches to figure it out and maybe get a little bit more on offense uh, to you know combat that really good Jets defense. As you said, I, I do think that's a key in the game. The Jets defense is legit, but I think the Patriots. I, I trust them more, Jordy to cook something up that I do Sala and, uh, and Wilson. I just, I can't help myself. I got to see it first before I believe it. And I just, I never have any faith in the Jets because I hate them. Uh, so I got to, I got to go with the Pats. It's a good reason. Yep. Yep. Spoken like a true, a true fanboy. All right. So what, what is, what is going up on Patriots wire between now and kickoff? So yeah, we'll be, we'll be breaking down this, this Jets and Patriots game coming up or pretty much, you know, that, that bye week, it was kind of a quiet bye week, obviously with the, the Josh McDaniels, Stuff going on is probably the the biggest news on the Patriots side, and didn't have anything to do with us. But you know, Patriots Patriots fans obviously hoping that that Josh gets gets the boot, gets fired out of there, out of Las Vegas, where he can come Walton back home to to Bill Belichick with open arms. But but yeah, we'll be we'll be breaking down the we'll be breaking down this Patriots and Jets game coming up, ready to get back into some football and. You know, hopefully the Patriots can get a win here. They they really need this with a with a brutal second half of their of their season coming up. You know, can't can't be taking can't be taking a loss here. I don't think. I mean, it's just especially if you have to go to Minnesota next week too. You know, this yeah. is this is a game the Patriots can win, and it's a game that they that they they really need to win. You know, the the wheels could really fall off here if you lose this game. You know, obviously like I just said the Vikings coming up and then you then you get the Bills coming to town. So so yeah, we're we'll we'll be talking a lot of Patriots Jets. Uh, we'll, we've got some good stuff coming to you guys this way. Yeah, I I can't wait. And again, yeah, there'll be good stuff on Patriots Wire, but if you want to scroll a little bit because this story uh was published earlier in the week, the headline Twitter explodes as Patriots and Raiders fans unite. And wanting Josh McDaniels out as head coach. That's that one's worth the read. That one's worth the read. Go check that one out. We, we, uh, Jordy and I are both kind of we were we were joking about that one and, and laughing about how fun that little headline and that story is before we started recording. So def, definitely check that one out. And yeah, a win over the Jets makes you six and four. And then we got a quick turnaround and a Thanksgiving night game against the Vikings. And man, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun one to talk about. So I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. I'm excited. Uh, so. Jordy, good stuff from you as always, man. Good, a, a good football chat today. I liked it. 
Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. I hope I hope you're well rested after after a fun weekend uh, ch- chasing the little one around. <laughs> yeah, I sent you. Uh, you saw the video. That's pretty much. I did, man. He's learned. He's gone from walking to running. Um, so it took him a while to start walking. He's like 13 months old, so um, it, it took him a little while to actually get from crawling to walking because he really liked crawling. Uh, but ne- then he figured out the walking, and um, it, it's all it's been over. It, all he wants to do is walk and run around the house and chase the dog around, and it's uh, chaos. So yes, I, I like being able to lock myself in the closet to do a podcast every now and then. So it's a nice little reprieve, Jordy. I appreciate you for sure. <laughs> Uh, but to all the folks listening, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I would say, of course, man, of course. I appreciate you too, my man. Always a good time. Yeah. So to all the listeners, uh, thanks for checking us out this week. Tell a friend if you could, and, and we'll catch you next week after Pat's Jets. Looking forward to it. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.